first indoor practice facility. Tucked away off Stellhorn Road between Maplecrest and Lehmeyer is the Hoopy Fieldhouse. A great facility for indoor practices when Mother Nature is having a bad day. With 6,500 square feet of artificial surface, it's perfect for baseball, softball, soccer, and football. For a team, a league, or even a small group, the Hoopy Fieldhouse is available at just $50 an hour. Pitching, fielding, hitting, and it's the ideal spot when you can't take a chance on the weather like tryouts or pregame prep, youth football, little leagues, youth soccer. The Hoopy Fieldhouse can be your indoor practice home. Join now at just $50 an hour and get your times booked before it's too late. The Hoopy Fieldhouse, owned and managed by Hoopy Insurance Services. Get info and book times at hoopyfieldhouse.com. That's hoopy, H-U-P-E, fieldhouse.com. Live from the Hoopy Insurance Services Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is a presentation of high school sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show. Learn more about the Hoopy Fieldhouse. Now available to schedule practice times for your league or team at hoopyfieldhouse.com. Now here's your host, Justin Kenny. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the High School Coaches Show here presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Week three of the high school football season upon us talking about it tonight. Till right up to the pregame show for the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. It'll kick off around 6.45. So we'll talk plenty of football between now and then. Just a couple minutes, we'll be joined by our buddy Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net. Around 6.15, we'll talk to Coach Seth Wilcox, head coach of the DeKalb Barons, his team, undefeated, and we'll hit the road heading to New Haven tomorrow night. That's also our 13.80 game of the week coming up tomorrow night out at New Haven. So we'll get a preview of that game this evening, and then you can hear it here on this very same station tomorrow night with kickoff around 7 o'clock. And at the bottom of the hour, the big ACAC showdown of the week. It is South Adams. It is Bluffton. The Starfires have won seven straight in the series. They're heading to take on the Tigers tomorrow night. We'll talk to Grant Mosier, head coach of the South Adams Starfires at the bottom of the hour, and preview that matchup so a lot to get to and let's kick it off as we do each and every week here with our buddy dan vance of outside the huddle.net evening dan hey just how's it going we're doing well hopefully we got a better connection this week and you're a hot air balloon last week whatever you Something were doing like uh like yeah but so through two weeks entering week three and we said okay we're gonna find a lot about the sac through the first two weeks five and fifteen through weeks one and two, what did we find out, Dan? You know, that's the fun part is I think we found out a lot, but I think there's so much to find out still. Um, you can look as quickly as one of this week's matchups. Wayne's 2-0. and Is it a true 2-0, and or were their opponents easy? Homestead's 0-2. Uh, I think we're definitely a little confused about Homestead's outing last Friday night. So I think we learned a lot, um, at least at the top, um, Snyder has proven just, you know, two weeks to just be a, a really powerful team, uh, take out a, a strong 6A in Indianapolis area school, take out a top team in the NE8 who looked great in week one. Um, but then there's those questions, you know, those teams we mentioned, Wayne, we mentioned Homestead, 
uh, you know, Northside sits at 0-2, but have played without one of, if not the best player in the area. So uh, it's weird because I think that we learned some stuff on the high end, but I think that there's a lot of questions when you go through, you know, teams three through seven or eight in the league, even onto a Concordia team where, you know, they lost last week, but they put up a lot of points. They put up a lot of yardage. Um, they're 0-2, but Carter Ripke, their quarterback, who played so well last week, um, had some interceptions but threw for over 400 yards. He didn't even play in week one. So uh, about 3-7 to seven or 3-8 to eight in the conference, I think we still have a lot of questions. When you look right now, seven teams at 0-2 in the SAC went winless in the non-conference. Of those seven teams, which one do you look at and say they're among the seven are going to finish with the best record at the end of the season? You know, I lean towards Homestead on that, uh, and I feel like we're going to bounce back. But, again, it goes back to that critical, you know, what happened last week uh, against a team that, that's solid but not, you know, a, a high-end uh, team from the Annapolis area, especially after we were so high on Homestead with a close loss to Carmel out of week one. So I lean towards Homestead. Obviously, Northside has got a lot of skilled guys, and when they're healthy, they're going to win football games. So there's still some questions about their offense. It's a very young offense, a new quarterback, uh, and they're still trying to figure things out. So I lean Homestead, uh, but, you know, Northside's right there too, and I wouldn't be shocked to see Lures bounce back as they get their uh, feet under them better. When you look at that B division, and, and hopefully, first off, can we get better division names for the <laughs> SAC, please? Uh, in the Me B too. division, a lot of people high on Wayne, and I'm not discounting them, but they played Attucks and Northrop, and – if we're looking at some of the teams that other teams played in the SAC, that doesn't match up to us. So when we look at Wayne and trying to figure them out, this was a team that even last year could put up a lot of points, but also gave up a lot of points. This week will be indicative a little bit with the Homestead, but are you as high on the Generals as maybe some other people? Or do you look at them as the favorite now in that B division, or is it too early to tell? I think it's too early to tell, but I, I am high on their ability and their potential. Uh, obviously, they've been able to to air the ball out. They have some playmakers. Their defense has been really strong. Uh, you know, they're getting uh, into the backfield, uh, getting early contact against teams they've played. But like you said, it's uh, it's a, a preventative kind of positive. Like they're in a good situation. You know, this is the first group, this senior class that has been under Sherwood Haydock their entire career. So this is where you you want to see Wayne start to peak. Uh, this year and into next year where these guys have only been in Haydock's system. Uh, but it, we're going to find out hopefully more this week um, against the Homestead team that I think could still be really good. So uh, I think they're solid, uh, but I'm definitely not ready to anoint them quite yet. Dan Vance outside the huddle.net joining us here on the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Dan, let's go from a league where nobody seemingly can win to a league where everybody's winning in the Northeast 8. And when you look at the hierarchy of the NE8 entering league play this week, Columbia City, DeKalb, New Haven, all 2-0. East Noble, they lose to Snyder last week. You have Leo losing to Kokomo in week one. Those are the team two one-and-one teams in the Northeast State. I think you could argue that the, the loss by Leo usurps the majority of the wins for all those aforementioned teams because – there hasn't been a lot of challenges the first two weeks for some of those teams. But when we look at starting out the NEA conference season tomorrow night, who do you feel after two weeks looks like the most complete team in that league? 
You know, uh, I think it's another tough one for us to call at this point. Sure. I agree with you. Uh, the, the loss to Kokomo for Leo, um, and they played fairly well in that game, obviously led by 11, uh, had the lead and couldn't hold on to it. That loss and how well they played in that is probably better than a lot of these other games. You know, DeKalb's looked great. Uh, Aiden Lytle has settled in nicely at quarterback. Caden Pettis has become a great target for him. But when you look at their wins, Angola and Garrett, are they that good of wins? Uh, you could say the same thing for New Haven, two wins over SAC opponents, but it's Northrop and a Lures team that's clearly struggling to get their feet under them early in the season. Even though New Haven's look good, not a high-level opponent. Same thing for Columbia City. So, you know, Leo, I think right now in the preseason, we looked at them to be the favorite. I think they have to be, especially if they can play like they did last week uh, against Angola. Again, we say that the Cal went over Angola holds only so much weight. So Leo's does as well. But they have some things that are going very well for them. One, you have Brock Schott. Uh, and anytime he's targeted, he's going to be a problem. Kyler Decker is looking more comfortable under center than he did last year, looking more comfortable moving around in the pocket than he did last year. And then you throw in Caden Hurst, who's returned two kickoffs for touchdowns and you know, you got Caden Hurst and your offense doesn't even have to do anything sometimes. So I think it's Leo, but, uh, you know, the hierarchy will break down as Columbia City gets a tougher opponent. Um, you know, we're going to look forward to that always fun Leo East Noble game. And then tomorrow night, New Haven and DeKalb uh, will definitely find out more about the hierarchy. I think we're going to find out more about DeKalb in that game. I think we know Leo's a, or sorry, New Haven is a good team that will contend at the top with Leo and East Noble. If DeKalb can pull off that win, then maybe we're looking at this as being a true four or five team race at the top still. You mentioned that New Haven DeKalb game and what what do you see as the key in that one? Is it as simple as DeKalb being able to match up with New Haven's playmakers? Does it zero in on Aiden Lytle and that DeKalb offense being able to find something against New Haven that has held two teams to a combined thirteen points through the first two weeks? Where do you kind of look as at that game as this is going to what this one comes down to? I think the Cowboys got to be balanced. We know that Aiden Lytle has been really great these first two weeks. We know that Caden Pettis can be a big-time target for him. He's very athletic and go up and make plays. The New Haven defensive backs are going to make better plays, I think, on the passing game of the Cowboys than what the Cowboys seen these first two games. So they're going to have to find balance. They're going to have to put the ball on the ground. And they've had success on the ground as well these first couple weeks. But can they be bullies against a, a New Haven defensive front that's pretty solid uh, that's been able to get after quarterbacks uh, the first two weeks. And, again, we can say maybe New Haven went against offensive lines that weren't as solid, but you can't use that as a crutch all the time. New Haven's defensive line has done a really good job of getting into the backfield, forcing quarterbacks into pressure situations. So DeKalb's going to have to be diverse. They're going to have to be able to mix things up, and they're going to have to be able to handle some pressure because I really do believe that the pressure New Haven has been able to put on teams uh, is uh, positive for New Haven more than it's a negative for these opposing offensive lines. We started this conversation, Dan, talking about the 5-15 and 15 record of the SAC through the first two weeks. Let's talk about the ACAC that is a combined 14-2 and two through two weeks when you look at this match, uh, or th these teams, I guess. Um, we look at Adam Central, we feel like they're going to be atop the league. Bluffton looks really good. Heritage looks really good. Jay County's 2-0. Throw in South Adams there. We'll get some clarity with Bluffton and South Adams tomorrow. But could this league be a little bit more difficult to determine other than saying ACAC, or AC is at the top and everybody else below them? Do we have a threat here that could endanger what we look at 
the Flying Jets in terms of dominating this conference? You know, I don't know if there's a threat for AC at the top, but it does get really interesting behind them. Um, you know, it, Southern Wells got a win. We know that they're probably at the bottom of the conference. But to, for them to get a win early in the season is huge for that program momentum and great for a, a team that couldn't even field a varsity team a couple of years ago. Jay County's been surprising. Can they compete with those top-end teams? I'm not sure. But even a team like Woodland, who has, has you know, struggled uh, in parts of these last couple of weeks, you know, they looked good last week. Braden Smith has been good for them. I think Woodland could upset some people. I think when you look one through five in the ACAC, uh, there's a chance that anybody could beat anybody given night. That said, Adam Central still the favorite up top. It's going to be really interesting to see how the next, you know, three, four spots break down behind them. Uh, and obviously some clarity uh, t- tomorrow night with South Adams visiting Bluffton. Yeah, the big one coming up tomorrow night, the ACAC, Bluffton and South Adams. Bluffton has scored 103 points through two weeks, but they've played Northfield and Manchester. Meanwhile, South Adams has only given up three points through two weeks, but they've played Tipton and Belmont. What gives tomorrow night in Bluffton? Yeah, that's that's the big question, isn't it? The best, uh, statistically the best offense in the conference against statistically the best defense. Uh, you know, Bluffton, I feel like definitely they're 15 of 15 for touchdowns on offensive possessions is probably going to change. That's not bad. Uh, maybe not perfect after tomorrow. South Adams is going to give them a little bit more than what they've had. But the good thing for Bluffton is it, their defense has been really stout stopping the ball. Um, and where South Adams mixes things up a little bit more, I think, than some of the teams that Bluffton seen. Bluffton's holding opponents to 1.6 yards per carry. Uh, and that's major. I mean, you can't get anywhere on the ground if you're going against Bluffton right now. South Adams has more experience uh, in Owen Wanner at quarterback than they do in their run game. So uh, it's a benefit for Bluffton. They can stop things. The question will be, how does their defensive backfield work against a guy like Owen Wanner? Owen's had a great start to this season. In the last two years, Owen Wanner has been by far the best player in this. We'll call it a friendly rivalry, right? <laughs> sure. Um, 581 yards of offense for Wander between passing and running in the last two years against Bluffton. That's out of 827 offensive yards South Adams has had in that time. So he's just been a killer in this series, and he finds ways. Now, for Bluffton, the big test is going to be put pressure on old Wander, make him uncomfortable, make him throw passes he's not comfortable making. Uh, And a lot of it's going to come down to Bluffton's defensive line and they're so good at stopping the run, and how good can they be at making Owen Wanner uncomfortable? I think their DBs are probably going to be comfortable against the South Adams receivers, but you don't want to give Owen Wanner any kind of time to make a decision or take off, or can Bluffton continue to push him out of the pocket and make him uncomfortable. Dan, always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for uh, previewing week three and putting a cap on the non-conference season. We're, we're kicking off league slates throughout the area, and we appreciate you helping us break it down. Hey, thanks, Justin. That was Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining us here, kicking off the show here on a Thursday evening and a step out. We come back, we'll talk to Seth Wilcox, head coach of the DeKalb Barons, as his team prepares for a showdown with New Haven coming up in a week three. NE8, big one coming up tomorrow evening, which will also be the high school game of the week here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Coach Wilcox after the break, Coach Grant Mosier of South Adams a little later. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy. Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. 
is a different kind of roofing company. The best part was we got a quote, not an estimate, so we knew what we were going to pay. With Honest Abe Roofing, you'll always get a quote from the very beginning. Honest Abe is Northeast Indiana's quality roofer. The best materials, the best installers, and the only roofing company in Fort Wayne that gives customers a guarantee above and beyond any manufacturer's warranty. Oh, yeah. I definitely use Honest Abe again. Honest Abe Roofing, 286-ROOF. Notre Dame football. Love the Irish, don't love the Irish. No matter which, admit it, you care about Notre Dame football. And there is no better way to stay up with the Irish than tuning in Saturday mornings at 10 to Fighting Irish Preview. With me, Bill Houck and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester of irishillustrated.com. Saturday mornings at 10, it's the 27th season of Fighting Irish Preview on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care, for life-saving medical care, for a chance to live with dignity and hope. They are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now. Without the work of Mercy Ships, these patients don't have another option. Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. This is the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. One shot, one opportunity. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show here on a Thursday evening presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. I'm Justin Kenny. We'll be here to about 6.40, 6.42, talking week three of the high school football season. And tomorrow night, you will be able to hear the 1380 game of the week here on these airwaves. It'll be from New Haven as the DeKalb Barons go into New Haven to take on the Bulldogs, a battle of 2-0 teams. Head coach of the DeKalb Barons, Mr. Seth Wilcox, joins us right now. Coach, how are you? Good, good. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely, buddy. Let's put a, a cap on the first two weeks and going on the road last week against Garrett, getting a win. We've been very impressed with uh, Aiden Lytle over the first two weeks. Uh, he's been as advertised as, as a senior and a veteran for you, and he really, really has jump-started a lot of, of effectiveness with this offense. I don't know if you, uh, if you agree, but that's kind of what we see from the outside. Oh, yeah, Aiden's, uh, Aiden's a great athlete for us, uh, can get it done on the ground, can get it done in the air. Um, he's, he's made a pretty smooth transition into the quarterback position for us this year. And when you look at that offense in general, and you have very much balance, it's not just Lytle, Hinkle's been running all over the place through the first two weeks. You have numerous wide receivers. Caden Pettis is a matchup nightmare. Xavier Bell, we saw signs last year, and he's really broken out as a sophomore. So you have weapons around Lytle, which is the most important thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we got we got a lot of good athletes uh, that we can get the ball to, and I think uh, most importantly to to make the offense work, you got to have a great offensive line. And this is a, a pretty veteran group that all has uh, at least one, if not two, years of playing experience to kind of mesh together. Uh, and they've really been been the ones that are pushing that offense along. 
And when you look at how this program has grown, Coach, over the last couple of years, how important is it when you enter a season say, okay, I'm pretty confident in my offensive line, I have a veteran quarterback, and it, and that can make those two things can make things a tremendously easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, offensive line is what makes an offense go. So uh, having a veteran offensive line uh, leading the offense for us with uh, the skills uh, that we have out there, um, it, it, it's made me sleep a little better at night. You have some veteran guys offensively, but this is a largely younger defense. If is that correct? Yeah, not not a ton of seniors. Uh, we got some good senior leadership on the defense, but uh, even though we're young, we've got a lot of playing experience. We played a lot of sophomores last year, uh, a couple freshmen last year uh, on, on the defensive side of the ball. So so they're young, but they're coming in with some experience that's, that's helping as well. And I wanted to ask you about Graham Blythe because he's one of those guys that played a lot for you as a sophomore and as one of those leaders defensively, even as a junior. Yeah, Graham, uh, Graham led the team in tackles last year from the linebacker position. Uh, we've kind of moved him around a little bit, playing a little bit of safety, a little bit of linebacker. Um, he's a guy that uh, just makes great plays. He's got great vision on defense. Uh, last week he returned a punt for a touchdown or a punt block for a touchdown. Um, just finds a way to be around the ball quite a bit. Coach Seth Wilcox, DeKal Barron's joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And, and that defensive front for you as well has been pretty solid. Yeah, Nick Lay, um, he's been playing ever since he was a freshman. He's a junior this year. He's, he's a pretty big defensive lineman for us. Uh, but then we've got, we've got quite a bit of depth uh, on that defensive line, too, rotating guys through at those other spots. Uh, uh, if it's Dunn at nose or Armstrong at nose, and then uh, we've even got a sophomore, Bo Meinhart, who's playing pretty good at defensive end position for us, too. Yeah, Nick seems to be like a dude that's been around forever and, and shocked that he's still just a junior. Yeah, him and Blythe, man. We've, yeah, we've right? been, uh, they've both been playing for quite a while, and uh, it's it's nice when uh, you look at them out there and still know you got another year with them as well. When you get off to the start that you guys have been able to, 2-0, how, what does that do to, to energize the team now going into league play? It, it adds a lot of confidence to, to what we're doing, what we're teaching and coaching every single week. Um, being 2-0 felt really good for about 48 hours this weekend, <laughs> and then uh, we made sure that we, we got a 0-0 zero zero mindset going into this week. Not only is it conference play, um, but it's a tough opponent against New Haven that we've really got to focus, and we can't feel too good about being 2-0. and we gotta got to stay hungry uh, as we start any eight play. When you look at taking lessons from previous years playing New Haven, a couple years ago that game went into double overtime on the road. Last year they were really able to limit your offense, but as you said, it's a different offense with, with, with Aiden Lytle out there. What are the lessons you can take from 2022 and, and, and infuse them into 2023? Well, I think uh, a big boost of confidence for us was that, that sectional win last year. Um, yeah. And uh, a lot of guys, a lot, a lot of people not expecting us to play well in that game. Um, and our, our guys believed all week that we had a shot at, at knocking them off. We knew it was going to be a four-quarter battle, and we were going to have to do our jobs both offensively and defensively, um, and, and we proved that we had that ability last year, and I think that's helped uh, helped us gain a little bit of confidence going into this week as well. They, they're incredible athletes all over the field for New Haven. Um, you gotta got to corral those guys, um, and then their defense, their defense front's been stout these first few weeks and um, just trying to find ways to attack that. Yeah, Coach, people say, well, how are you going to match up with Mylon Graham and Trey Bates, Donovan Williams? But 
you guys were able to do that in the postseason. And and that confidence taking that into this year, I think, has to help out with the kids. But we're dealing with teenagers here. So how do you how do you how do you tap into that confidence without with making while making sure that it is not bred into overconfidence? Yeah, I think whenever you whenever you face athletes like those guys, you you definitely don't go into the game overconfident. You know that, uh, man, those guys are uh, they're, they're firing a bottle. They're anytime they can break loose. So you got to know where they're at on the field. You got to got to have an idea and have a game plan on how you guys are gonna or how we're gonna attack those guys, control those guys. I, I don't think there's any way you can eliminate those guys, uh, but you want to try to limit their impact on the offense and try to force them to go different directions. Coach, when you look at this matchup, you mentioned the strengths of this team, obviously on the perimeter offensively, but also that defensive front with New Haven that's just been phenomenal. I feel like this could be very much a strength-on-strength, under-the-radar type battle when you look at their defensive front to your offensive line, and how do you prepare those guys for that? Uh, I mean, it just comes down to down, down to the game plan, trying to get a key on what they're doing with their defensive front, um, try to find ways that you can take advantage of what they do, um, slow down that rush as much as possible. But it, it really is um, – it really, it really does come down to uh, a, a lot of guys that don't get a lot of press or notoriety in the offensive line and defensive fronts. Um, I, I really think that's what this battle is going to come down to tomorrow. And when you look at it, Coach, you lay out, you, you took care of Angola and Garrett. Now you get a big one against New Haven. Oh, and then you get East Noble and then Columbia City the next three weeks as well. So I know all focus is on, on New Haven. How important is it to have a good showing right off the jump in the Northeast State? You know, one of our goals this season, we had to uh, make sure that we, we started out 2-0. We wanted to get that momentum going early on in the season, and, and we were able to accomplish that. But um, – that doesn't really do you any good once you start the NE8 uh, with, with those teams that you just mentioned. Uh, New Haven, East Noble, Columbia City, man, that's it's a tough way to start conference play. So you're, you're jumping right into it. So uh, we, we've been preaching all week. We got to be one and zero every single week. We got to be one and zero. So all of our focus is on New Haven right now. But uh, a win in week one of conference play automatically puts you in the the top half of the conference. So uh, it, it, it's a big game. Um, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all for the season, but it's definitely a big game and puts you in the, the driver's seat where you want to be. Coach, I appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks a lot for joining us, and uh, good luck tomorrow. We'll be able to hear the action here on 1380 and 100.9, the fan, as the Barons take on the Bulldogs in New Haven. Awesome. I appreciate you having me on. Go Barons. That was Coach Seth Wilcox of the DeKalb Barons joining us here. His team, 2-0, and their wins over Angola and Garrett heading in to a showdown with fellow 2-0 team New Haven tomorrow over in New Haven. The kickoff around 7 o'clock that, again, you can hear right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. That's the big one in the NE8 coming up tomorrow night. The big one in the Allen County Athletic Conference is South Adams and Bluffton. And we're going to talk about that matchup when we come back with South Adams head coach Grant Mosier when we come back here on a Thursday, week three edition of the High School Football Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
having pain like that and not knowing how you caused it and for how long it's lasting, it's debilitating. QC Kinetics patient Diane Richardson hated not being able to live her life to the fullest due to joint pain. But then she called QC Kinetics, where regenerative treatments helped her pain go away. The result was phenomenal. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in using natural biologics to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This was a great alternative for me as opposed to going in and possibly having surgery or something else. There was no downtime, and that's what I love. My life is too busy for me to be sidelined. If you're tired of constant pain from arthritis or injury, don't think the old treatments are the only treatments. Discover regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Just to feel good and know that I'm out of pain is the best thing ever. I'm able to do everything that I want to do. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 260-333-9383. That's 260-333-9383. 260-333-9383. Many of you are aware of Hoopy Insurance Services' loyalty and support for local sports and youth leagues. But did you realize the Hoopy commitment to sports includes a turfed indoor practice facility? Tucked away off Stellhorn Road between Maplecrest and Lehmeyer is the Hoopy Fieldhouse. A great facility for indoor practices when Mother Nature is having a bad day. With 6,500 square feet of artificial surface, it's perfect for baseball, softball, soccer, and football. For a team, a league, or even a small group, the Hoopy Fieldhouse is available at just $50 an hour. Pitching, fielding, hitting, and it's the ideal spot when you can't take a chance on the weather, like tryouts or pregame prep. Youth football, little leagues, youth soccer. The Hoopy Fieldhouse can be your indoor practice home. Join now at just 50 dollars an hour and get your times booked before it's too late. The Hoopy Fieldhouse, owned and managed by Hoopy Insurance Services. Get info and book times at hoopyfieldhouse.com. That's hoopy h u p e fieldhouse.com. World Baseball Academy's 2023 Dinner on the Diamond fundraising event is coming up soon. Mark your calendar for Saturday, September 9th from 6 to 9 p.m. and bring your chair. You'll enjoy great food from Casas, Black Canyon Restaurant, Eddie Merlot's, Shigs and Pit, B Antonio's, Salsa Grill, Cora Life, P.F. Chang's, and Purple Mountain Cheesecake. Various selections of beer and wine will be on display from local artisans, including Chapman's, as well as Brothers, and more. Also featuring live music from Alicia Pyle and the locals, and an exciting silent and live auction. This year, the event will be vintage style. Wear your best vintage gear or casual summer outfit. To top it all off, a beautiful display of fireworks will illuminate the night sky as the event comes to a close. A great night for a great cause. Go to worldbaseballacademy.com to buy your tickets before they're gone. Hosted at the Ash Center right on one of the turfed baseball diamonds. Presented by Steel Dynamics. See you at the ball field. You want to save money on your AC bill? Turn off the AC. Yeah, that's not going to work. Unless you have a solar-powered attic fan from Koala Insulation. The smart thermostat turns the fan on when it hits 85 degrees, kicking the hot air out of your attic and keeping it cooler in your house. It costs a lot of money to run your AC, so the more the attic fan runs, the less your AC runs, and the more you save. Ask about the 26% federal tax credit and free examination of your attic. Save money and beat the summer heat online at koalainsulation.com. You are listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here at 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. The big game in the ACAC this week be South Adams taking a trip from Burn over to Bluffton, take on the Tigers. Head coach of the South Adams Starfires joining us right now, Coach Grant Mosier. Coach, how are you? 
Good, King. How you doing, man? Uh, not bad. I kid it. We could just talk bad about Coach Kunkel, but I don't think we could just cut it to 10 minutes. I think we'd need a whole at least half hour. That's why I'm here. That's the whole goal, I thought, right? <laughs> I think so, too. I mean, if we had him on, we'd, we'd do the reverse. So, <laughs> But uh, a 2-0 start, Coach. Congratulations. Um, what did you learn about your team in wins over Tipton and Belmont, and what are you coming into week three going, hmm, I'm not sure yet? Yeah, we're, we're a young team. Um, I guess maybe we're more an inexperienced team. <clears throat> we have a lot of seniors, but not the kind of guys that played varsity football. Um, I've been very pleased with the way we played the first two weeks. We were a little slow. Week one getting started against Tipton. Tipton a good uh, team historically. Um, sputtered a few times in the red zone with a turnover in the red zone, fumble on the one-yard line, and then a missed uh, field goal. Um, and then kept going. Our defense played lights out, man. Um, really proud of them. But I uh, got going last week against Belmont. I was a little worried. We got the bus in Belmont. I mean, we're not we're not by any means an intimidating team as far as size go or fresh speed either. Um, they're way bigger than us, but our kids from the start, uh, the capture touchdown, Caden Newis wonder, and then first play of scrimmage on offense, Colin Bullbar touchdowns. So we're up uh, 14 nothing three minutes in, and um, they kind of forward, which, uh, which I was happy with, and our kids played really well. So we do have Owen Warner, obviously, the heart and soul of our team. He's third-year starter now. Um, and Christian is a sophomore, I think one of the most underrated quarterbacks in all of uh, northern Indiana, um, a dual-threat kid with uh, great hand on shoulders as well. You mentioned to me last week heading into that you were you looked at the matchup against Belmont and said, man, that defensive front is is so big and talented. Were you were you happy and satisfied with how your offensive line performed against that big front? I was, and, and we just used our speed and a hurry-up offense, and, and they were getting tired early on. Um, obviously, we're one of schools, so we have a lot of two-way players. This is the reality of it, and the, our kids know if you're going to be a stud of South Adams, you're playing both ways, and you got to be in shape. So we have, I think, three or four uh, O-linemen that play both ways. But uh, they're all they're all little guys, and they're all in great shape, and we just kind of beat them with our speed and got outside a bunch on them. Um, I was really, really proud of our O-line. Now, most of those guys, they're, they're small, but they, those guys are experienced up front um, with Luke Bauman and Grant O'Dell and Noah Hunley. Um, and, and Clayton Trosh and Diesel Ziegler. So they, they've been great so far. Our running game's been good with Colton Bollenbacher and Owen one, like I said, and then uh, our pass game's been great too. So um, we're clearly offensive right now, but uh, I think stories again, our defense, our D coordinator, Scott Steiner, is incredible. Our D staff puts so much time and effort in. You, watch, you sit in a meeting on Sunday night uh, with the defense staff, and they're just uh, pouring over different different scenarios, formations, things like that, um, different ideas, things outside the box. So we're really proud of our defensive uh, coaching staff and the players. Uh, putting guys in position to be successful, and our, and our guys are doing great defensively with Connor Fear, Hayden Brown, um, Luke Bauman leading the area in sacks right now. So, again, just playing really well. And you mentioned the youth, too, in some key positions. And sometimes you really don't know what to expect out of the guy, those guys until you thrust them out there. So how impressive have some of those young guys been through the first two weeks? Yeah, absolutely. I, I grew up playing Madden, so I think running the ball is boring sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I love, man, if you, if you watch South Adams the last seven years, I love throwing the ball. So we have some some young receivers. Uh, we got another Somerset who'd be a Maverick and Christian's cousin, West Somerset. Um, he's a freshman. He's playing receiver for us. He's a great frame, six six hundred eighty pound kid. He, he laid out last week for his first touchdown of his career. He's excited about, but an incredible catch in the end zone against uh, Belmont. Um, we have a sophomore, uh, Derek McCain, who has I think about five or six catches through the season so far. So we're playing uh, some young guys in this, in this, which is for us obviously a huge position as a wide receiver. Um, but they both played well, great so far. Coach, you got a big one coming up uh, against Bluffton. What have you seen uh, on tape and and through the first two weeks with the Tigers? And what do you guys have to be ready for tomorrow? Well, they have a very overrated coach. It's there. <laughs> I mean, no, it no, starts there. Coach Knight, 
great friends, man, <laughs> and he's done. I'm so proud of him. He's done incredible things there. Um, we got a train rolling. This is the, this is by far the best I think team he's had. Um, as a coach, I think you would agree to that as well. Um, just the, the talent he has, the experience he has, the speed, the size—it's it, all there. Uh, you talk twenty stars back on on or, or ten on side of the ball, ten stars on offense, ten on defense back. They have uh, probably one of the best linemen in the state, and Johnny Cruz, going both ways. It was an incredible uh, his domination of the game on both sides of the ball. They have uh, an incredible sophomore receiver and. Uh, Driveler, and then with him, they have three receivers that played three years. So they have four stud receivers. Bencourt, obviously, uh, kind of like Owen Warner, can run and pass. Um, very talented. I think they've scored in every possession this year. They've had, I think, 14 possessions and 14 touchdowns. So, and that's about all you know right there. But they're, they're a great team. And actually, some of our great friends. We, we text year round. It's been a fun week texting back and forth. Uh, it's about how big the game is. It's probably the biggest game we've had uh, going head to head here. Um, what it means for the ACAC and things like that. So uh, we're excited. I mean, it's cool. I said, I'm excited that he has a good team because he's been he's been a great friend of mine. And, and, and we went to state in 2020, and we won semi-state, and he came to my house and played with the coaches. So, I mean, it's cool to have friends that, that we play. But uh, it's going to be an awesome electric atmosphere. They have their homecoming. They have uh, their uh, pork chop dinner fundraiser. They have the youth night. We're going to bring a big crowd. So it's going to be an awesome small school atmosphere in, in Boston tomorrow night. And Coach, when you look at the ACAC in general, and everybody agrees, okay, Adam Central's there at the top, but in terms of com- competition with them, I can't remember m- more, I guess, positivity after the first two weeks going into league play when you look at what Bluffton has done, what you guys have done, Heritage. Jake Downey, I think, under, uh, that win at, at, at Huntington North last week was was very impressive considering Huntington North hung around with, with Eastbrook in week one, and then Woodland as well. So when you look at this league, it's becoming a time, last couple of years, we could say, okay, it's going to come down to AC South Adams. Now we're getting to the point where every week it seems to be a pivotal matchup. Yeah, gosh, dang, I love I love our conferences back to, to where it used to be. Right now we have four ranked teams with us and AC in 1A in the top six, and then you have Bluffton ranked in 2A, and Harris getting votes in 3A. Um, and like you said, I, I think obviously AC is the kind of the, the front runner there as far as talent goes. I mean, they're probably the team to beat. <clears throat> but after that, you can stack up probably five teams. Like you said, they're bluffing us, Heritage, Woodland, Jacan. Those are all going to be good games. I mean, it, it, it's awesome to be part of that conference. We have good teams. And historically, I mean, we've, we've been maybe down as a conference, but we've had, we've had four teams in the state finals back in 2017 with Woodland, us, and AC. So we, I think that's why you see success from us and AC in the postseason is because we play in a tougher conference with bigger schools, 3A, 4A schools. Um, they just beat us up in Paris for the 1A sectional, so I love being in the ACAC. I think one of the most underrated small school conferences in the, in the entire state. And a pivotal stretch that you guys are starting with this game. You get Bluffton, Heritage, Monroe Central, Adams Central over the next four weeks. How important is it to get off to a good start? Because, as you know, if, if you start struggling, that stuff can steamroll, but wins can steamroll as well. So how important is this, I guess, heading into the middle part of your schedule? Oh, it's, it's vital. And, and I just talked to my wherever we're practicing right now, actually. We're doing defense, so I, I'm boring to me. Yeah, you don't do anything. <laughs> kidding, but I talked to the captains a little bit ago, and I said, listen, you, you look back at last year against Bluffton, and we were up 30 points at halftime, and they made a run. I, it's going to be a long game tomorrow. If we go three and out a couple times, don't, don't get discouraged. Stay on our guys. If they come out and punch in the mouth and score two touchdowns in a row, just stay on. It's going to be a long game. It's going to be two high-powered offenses again, probably throwing blows back and forth like you've seen in the past. I think last two years in a row, we both scored five touchdowns, five-plus touchdowns in both games. Um, and, again, it's so fun to play Bluffton because the rivalry is now – friendship we have um so it works i think it's kind of fun I think we're finally maybe depending on who you ask the underdog i know you picked bus in there so the first time you pick bus against us in a while so that gets our kids a little excited too 
Um, but it's going to be a great, like a great, great matchup, great atmosphere, and our kids are ready to go. I think. A final question, Coach, for you. you. You played a home game last week on the landing strip at Adams Central. Just how long was your shower afterwards to just erase all memories of of Adams Central after having to play a game there? It was it was gross, man. I'll tell you what, <laughs> yeah, they, they they were awesome. Joel McCaffrey, their AD, stayed back actually from East Side where AC played and helped us out. Uh, so very cool. They didn't, have, they didn't have to give us outside. They did, and I really appreciate that. Uh, we had a good crowd to travel to Monroe. Um, but we're, I'm actually looking here at the, the field right now. We have the first strip of turf being laid down right now, as I, as I speak, actually, working here at 6.45 on a, on a Thursday night. So it's coming to reality here in Burn. Hopefully we're working for week seven for homecoming against Jay County. So that would be ready to go. And how much is that going to mean? I know you guys have been excited, and, and the community's excited, and, and it's just going to be pretty cool to see uh, to see turf on that field. And it's not just everyone's like, well, you're kind of late to the game with turf. I said it's not even about the, the games, which is cool, but it's going to be – we're gonna have a, a great practice facility. I mean, you, we right now we're practicing in kind of a dirt patch out here <clears throat> behind our stadium. But being able to practice on the game field when it rains, when it was dirty, whatever, it's gonna be a, a huge advantage. You should go back to 2021 that mud bowl that we had. Um, it's gonna be great to be able to practice and play on that, no matter what the pitches are Friday night. All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate the time. I guess you can go back and get a nap while the defense is working. But I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> night out of Bluffton. Get a man. Thanks, Kenny. All right, buddy. That was uh, Coach Grant Mosher, South Adams Starfires, joining us. And um, it, it's going to be a big game out at Bluffton tomorrow night. And, and I know in the city, people are going, oh, South Adams, Bluffton. Like, it's a big deal. It'll be a big deal down in Bluffton. This is a team that won a sectional championship for the first time in a long time last year, Bluffton. They're off to a 2-0 and start this year. Depending on who you ask, they feel most talented Bluffton team in quite some time. And then South Adams, who has won seven straight games in the series, comes in. And nothing would say um, we're, we continue to be a rising program quite like ending the losing streak to South Adams if Bluffton can do that tomorrow night. So it's going to be a big one. And uh, we'll cover that and every other game here in week three around Northeast Indiana on the postgame show tomorrow night after the DeKalb New Haven game here on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. That's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to Dan Vance outside the huddle.net, Coach Grant Mosier of the South Adams Starfires, and Coach Seth Wilcox of the DeKalb Barons. We're back We're back next Thursday, 6 o'clock. You've been listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. Thanks for listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. 1380 AM, 100.9 FM. The Fan, WKJG, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Home of Fort Wayne Sports Station. Hot dog! It's hot out! I guess what they say is true! These really are the dog days of summer! Fred Grody here from Grody Mitsubishi, and I refuse to roll over in this heat! So this month, I'm cooling things down with one hot dog of a sale! That means right now you can save up to $5,000 on a new Mitsubishi you love! Based on the price of the car you pick, only during my dog days of summer sale! So if your old ride leaves you feeling like you're barking up the wrong tree, bring it to me! And I'll help you save up to $5,000 on a ride you can shake your tail at! But Fred... What if my credit's a little rough? My For the People credit approval process keeps the banks on a short leash. We work like a dog to make the impossible pause-able. But hurry! 
The dog days of summer won't last long and neither will his sale. I'm positive you won't regret stopping by. I'm Fred Grody and I'm a dealer for the people. Visit me between Lake and State on Coliseum. Get pre-approved at GrodyNation.com. That's GrodyNation.com. Credit requires bank approval. Vehicle purchase price determines actual discount. Offer absolutely expires August 31st, 2023. Many of you are aware of Hoopy Insurance Services' loyalty and support for local sports and youth leagues. But did you realize the Hoopy commitment to sports includes a turfed indoor practice facility. Tucked away off Stellhorn Road between Maplecrest and Lehmeyer is the Hoopy Fieldhouse. A great facility for indoor practices when Mother Nature is having a bad day. With 6,500 square feet of artificial surface, it's perfect for baseball, softball, soccer, and football. For a team, a league, or even a small group, the Hoopy Fieldhouse is available at just $50 an hour. Pitching, fielding, hitting, and it's the ideal spot when you can't take a chance on the weather like tryouts or pregame prep. Youth football, little leagues, youth soccer. The Hoopy Fieldhouse can be your indoor practice home. Join now at just $50 an hour and get your times booked before it's too late. The Hoopy Fieldhouse, owned and managed by Hoopy Insurance Services. Get info and book times at hoopyfieldhouse.com. That's hoopy, H-U-P-E, fieldhouse.com. The Tin Caps Hoopy Insurance Services pregame show will get you set for first pitch. Now let's go to the ballpark. Well, last night here at Parkview... Podcasts by Federated Media.